Hello and welcome to another edition of Addition. I'm your host, Adi Adwusi. I'm a mathematician, a product manager at Microsoft, a tech optimist, futurist, artist, and creator. And I am here typically every Monday through Friday when I don't get COVID, bringing you the news, the update on the markets, hot topics in tech, career advice, as well as letting you know what I'm geeked out about this week. So before I get into the show, which apologies, there was no show Wednesday or Thursday. If you followed me on Twitter, you would know that I had COVID and that's why the show was not up. If you don't follow me on Twitter, go ahead and follow me right now at EditionPod or at Addy Adawusi. Either one is fine with me, but if you want show updates, follow at EditionPod. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and like this video. This is the first time I have gotten you know, dressed and presentable in the past three days, and I'm glad to have it captured on video. So give me a thumbs up if you appreciate that. And also subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Uh, also subscribe to the Substack where you can get these episodes directly into your email inbox. If you want to see me do funny videos, follow me on TikTok at EditionPod. And I also do send out reminders when there are new episodes out. And am I missing anything else? If you ever, if there's anything that you want me to discuss on the show, it's editionpod at gmail.com. And feel free to shoot me a message or DM me on any of the social media platforms. And I'm also on Instagram at edition with Addy. So go ahead, you can find me there and hopefully you will enjoy the content. Okay, so before I get into the markets, the news, all of that, I want to acknowledge two things. One, there was a mass school shooting this week, and my heart goes out to everyone that was affected, all the parents out there sending your kids to school who are scared, and most of all, the children who were killed um, in this shooting. So hearts go out to you there. Um, it's a crazy time in this world right now, and it was... And I'm going to go on a tangent for a second, so feel free to skip ahead if you want to get straight to the markets, but... Being home with COVID and like hearing about all the tech news layoffs, hearing about all the craziness in the markets, and also needing to put in a sick day at a critical time of year, I just felt like very overwhelmed um, with inflation, everything else. I was starting to feel like very overwhelmed. And I know I'm not alone in thinking that. So just. But at the end of the day, we just have to focus on what we can do for our lives and acknowledge what's completely out of our control. So most things are out of my control. I showed up to work today, did the best I could, and I'm recording the podcast today. And then I'm going to enjoy my three-day weekend. Um, also, shout out to all the, the folks who are veterans or in the armed forces. It is Memorial Day, um, which is you know, acknowledging the people who've lost their lives in serving for this country. So again, a super heavy time. May, it typically is a great month because it's my birthday month, but this was probably one of the most hectic months that I've had personally. Okay, so now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, let's go ahead and skip to the update on the markets. So interesting things are happening. So Bitcoin is down 1.3% on the week 
and it's hovering at 28,827. Ethereum is down almost 11% on the week and it is hovering at 1,745. So differently, the stock markets are up. So the S&P 500 is up almost or 6.58% in the past five days and the NASDAQ is up 6.84% in the past five days. So what we're seeing here is a decoupling of the markets. So crypto had been following the stock markets pretty closely and now we're seeing a divergence. Stocks going up and crypto's going down. Don't know how long that divergence is going to take place, but that being said, it is a national holiday in the US on Monday, so people may be getting their trades in before the long weekend. We shall see. That's why I track the markets day to day. Um, and I again, I don't make any changes based on what goes on the markets. I'm just simply monitoring just to see what the sentiment is in the economy. Okay, hot topics in tech. So start with some good news. A16Z has raised their fourth crypto fund. So I quote from the blog post written by Chris Dixon, who's the um, general, who's a general partner at A16Z and heads their crypto fund. I quote. We're going to start, we're going to use these funds, we're going to use these funds to invest in promising Web3 startups at every stage. We are excited about developments in Web3, DeFi, centralized social media, self-sovereign identity, layer one and layer two infrastructure, bridges, DAOs and governance, NFT communities, privacy, creator modernization, regenerative finance, new applications of ZK proofs, decentralized content and story creation, and many other areas, end quote. So pretty much anything that you're doing in crypto, A16 wants to take a look and fund it. And the funding amount, they have, I believe it was $4.5 billion. So that is a lot of money to go into the crypto ecosystem. And as you can see, crypto is down right now. So the fact that, I mean, this is why I don't sell my crypto because there's so much activity investment wise going into crypto still. So if A16 fine, if A16Z has a $4.5 billion fund just to invest in crypto, I'm not going to stop investing in crypto. Okay, moving on. So Seth Green's Board Ape. So this is a funny and light story. So if you're a millennial like me, you may have watched MTV and Seth Green was one of those actors that was in a lot of movies. He was in Austin Powers, for example. So this is the story here. So I quote from CNET, earlier, earlier this week, excuse me, I'm obviously still recovering. Earlier this month, Seth Green was scammed out of four NFTs, including a $200,000 Board Ape Yacht Club NFT. There's more at stake than just Green's money. That Board Ape was meant to star in an upcoming TV show. Green is developing, but because IP rights to the cartoon Ape are contingent on owning the NFT, there's open question as to whether Green could go ahead with the sitcom. So this is a dilemma. So Part of the reason why these NFTs are so valuable is that you get the IP or intellectual property of the NFT. So in this case, it is an ape. If you click the link in the article, you'll be able to see what the ape looks like. It's a cartoon ape drawing, and Seth Green was going to turn that into a TV show, use the likeness of the ape, which you can only do if you have the intellectual property rights, which is how um, Yuga Labs, which 
created Bored Apes. That's how they set up the NFT. You can also set up an NFT with different types of rice. Right. Um, there's Creative Commons, which means anyone can use it in any form. And then there's restricted ones, like the one that he has here. So now that he doesn't have, he doesn't own the NFT, some people are saying, oh, well, you know, it was stolen. He still owns it. But at the same time, he should be keeping it really safe. If I own like a stock certificate or a bar of gold or crypto, like I hold those in very safe places and I don't know why Seth Green didn't do that. I understand that he was a victim of a phishing scam and I work in tech, so I've had to do a lot of those cybersecurity training so I know how to spot out phishing scams, but still, I'm not, like, I believe in the decentralized and openness of NFTs, so I don't believe it's a good idea to let Seth Green continue with the show if he lost his NFT. I know he invested money in it, and he invested money in his board ape, but he lost it. Like, what is an NFT if it doesn't mean anything? So that's my thoughts on that. Moving along to some more, it's big news because of the money involved. Um, I'll be honest, uh, chip manufacturers and things like that are things that I pay attention to, but I'm not deeply knowledgeable on, but I'll go ahead and announce. So Broadcom announces plans to buy VMware. And I quote from CNBC, Broadcom's purchase of VMware will help the company diversify away from its core business of designing and selling semiconductors into enterprise software, which can have larger, larger margins. VMware's products are used by enterprises to more efficiently run their own servers as well as cloud servers. So the money involved is $61 billion. And um, this deal, I quote from the article, would be one of the largest technology acquisitions of all time behind Microsoft's pending $69 billion deal to purchase Activision Blizzard and Dell's $67 billion purchase of EMC in 2016. So um, people are saying that because stock prices are low, that you'll, you'll see more tech consolidation, more companies buying other companies within the tech industry. And this is the first instance of what we're seeing. And who knows what will be down the road. That being said, stock markets are returning and going back up. Companies may not have enough time to make an act and take action on the low prices. Wow, I have so much more news to cover. Okay, so I'm just going to acknowledge that there is more news going on regarding Twitter and Elon Musk. I'm not going to discuss that on the show and, until it's like a material fact. So if you want to see what's going on with Twitter, you can just Google it for now. I'm not, I'm exhausted already covering the story. Okay, moving on to Apple. So Apple raises its wages. So I quote from MSN, Apple says it will raise pay for corporate and retail employees in a tight labor market. Apple will also raise the starting wage for its retail employees in the U.S. up to $22 an hour, up from $20 an hour. Stores in certain regions may have higher starting pay, Apple said. Apple said on Wednesday that it will raise pay for corporate and retail workers later this year. This, moves come, this move comes during a historically tight labor market in the U.S. and as employees contend with increasing inflation and cost of living. So this is great news for the people who were advocating for higher pay and better conditions at Apple stores. I am 
I, they have announced that they're raising the starting wage, but they haven't said when specifically they will raise pay for corporate employees. And the reason why I call that out is because as these retail wages get higher, the corporate employees are going to feel more pressure because they're going to say, depending on how much you make a year, let's say, um, I shouldn't do math on the show, but let's say a corporate employee, their wage calculates to $44 an hour. So now the corporate employee is saying, am I only twice as valuable as the Apple employee or as a retail store employee? So I'm not sure. I think until people know exact dates and figures, people aren't going to necessarily be calmed by these vague announcements. Okay. So for the layoff roundup, so layoffs have gotten so common that I'm just going to rattle off a, a bunch that happened this week. So VTEX, PayPal, Getter, Gorillas, Latch, Snap, Klarna, Bolt, and Instacart. There is a tracker called layoffs.fyi that I have linked in the show notes if you want more details, but the total amount for just May of layoffs in tech is 15,000. So again, it's a really confusing environment and market to be in right now. Just focus on what you can control, which is showing up and doing the best job you can, staying up to date with your network, and hopefully you will be able to have a soft landing, as they say, and be able to find something fairly quickly if you do get laid off. I do want to go into a bit deeper on Bolt's layoff. So the reason why Bolt's layoffs are getting more attention than others is because the former CEO, now chairman, Ryan, Ryan Breslow, he gave his employees the option of borrowing money to buy stock in the company. And Bolt is not a, a public company, it's private. So he allowed his employees to take out loans at the top of the market last fall to buy um, startup equity. And a lot of VCs came out saying that this was a bad idea, put employees in a bad financial situation. Ryan Breslow doubled down, said it was a great idea and said half the employees have taken that option. Now, if some of those employees were laid off, they would have to, they would owe the money back um, in the next 90 days, however much they borrowed. Also, considering they just had a layoff, their startup value may not be the same as it was before. We've seen a lot of valuations come down in the past few weeks. So um, people are calling out this out as just being like unethical. And I'm really curious to see how this is going to play out because I kind of agree. Okay. Last bit of news here. So Terra 2.0. Um, and I... I need to find the article that I um, qu am quoting from. So I quote, major global cryptocurrency exchanges have announced that they will support the upcoming relaunch of Terra following the passing of a proposal to launch Terra 2.0. Exchanges include Binance, FTX, Crypto.com, and several others. Binance stated that it was working closely with Terra, the Terra team on their recovery plan, while FTX announced it will support the new Luna airdrop and suspend Luna and UST markets. So back up a few steps. So the Terra Luna meltdown, I covered that a few weeks ago. I will link in the show notes. The solution that they have come as the Terra ecosystem governance DAO is that they're going to relaunch Terra as Terra 2.0 
no longer have the stable coin UST and just basically just be a coin that exists in the world and they're going to repay the people who were affected by the loss of price in Terra and Luna. I have major doubts about this. Like Gemini doesn't support airdrops, which is where my Terra happens to be or my Luna. And it's, it's, I'm not getting any of my money back. I don't know how many people had their Terra on these exchanges that they're supporting. So I guess I'm happy for them, but this just sounds like a way to delay the inevitable. Like I don't see Terra 2.0 working. I know I'm a tech optimist. It may be a meme coin. I'll, I'll be optimistic in that way. It may be a meme coin, kind of like a joke, but and it may go on to be successful, but I'll tell you, I'm not buying this and I'm not expecting to be reimbursed for my lost Luna. Okay, moving on to the career segment. So I just wanna encourage people that if they're sick to take PTO, I felt so much remorse, guilt, all of the feelings taking time off when I found out I was positive for COVID. But the truth of the matter is like, if I, this is, I got the the virus that we have been working from home for two years and have a whole hybrid work plan because of. So, I mean, for me to not take time off is ridiculous. And also there's a reason why we have sick days. Vacation, those are things you can plan around workload and things like that, but sometimes we just get sick. So I encourage you, if you're sick, to just rest and take time off. Okay, what am I geeked out about this month? or this week. So something that I got to do the past two days is watch, you know, random reality shows while resting on my couch. And I watched Bling Empire. And I also noticed that it is uh, May is API month, which is Asian Pacific Islander month. And I really enjoyed the show. I highly recommend it. It gives me all of the drama, all of the fashion, as well as insight into a culture that I'm not as familiar with. So I'm really glad I watched the show. I'm sure there are other recommendations for, you know, for API shows. Feel free to leave them in the comments. Okay. Well, I love you guys. That's why I'm back. I figured if I'm working today, of course I'm going to do the podcast today. I appreciate your patience with me. I understand I'm a single point of failure and if I die, the show dies, but that's something that I'm willing to live with because it's something that I get a lot out of. It helps me stay up to date on tech and focus on my career as well as hopefully help you all. So I forgive, forgive me for being run down today. Um, it's Memorial Day on Monday, so I'm going to go ahead and not do a podcast that day either. So I will see you next Tuesday. Bye.